You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 105. How do you compare? This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hello, Mama. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I cannot believe that it's already the middle of August. Next week is teacher work week, and then virtual school starts the following week. It is crazy that summer is already over because it didn't really feel like summer at all. And I will tell you that my favorite parts of this summer were doing my chill out challenge for moms and then my more mama summer camp. I'm so glad I decided to do both of those because they really were the highlights for me since everything with COVID began. So thank you to everyone who participated in those. And I'm already thinking about the next fun thing I'm going to do in my business. So stay tuned. Today, I want to talk with you about comparisons, why we compare ourselves to other people and how doing so affects us. I want to start by saying that comparing yourself to others is a very normal human thing to do. As we evolved as humans, our primitive brains actually relied on making judgments and comparisons to others as a way of evaluating who posed a threat, as well as who could be of help to us and how. For example, if you knew that person is taller than I am, so she can reach the fruit on that tree, and I'm stronger than she is, so I can hunt large animals better, then comparing yourself told you about how your particular strengths and contributions could help you work together in order to survive. So in that sense, comparison was a beautiful thing. Where we tend to get into trouble is when we take the facts of a situation and we make them mean that we're either better or worse than somebody else. By definition, to compare means to estimate, measure, or note the similarity or dissimilarity between things. And the similarities and dissimilarities between things are just facts, which means they're completely neutral. If we measure my height at 65 inches, for example, and someone else's at six feet, those are just neutral facts. But when I have a thought about those facts and I make them mean something bad, and that creates a bad feeling, that's when it can become a problem. Let me give you an example. In my More Mama camp last week, we were discussing time management, and I asked the moms in there to plan their schedule for the following day ahead of time and post it in our private Facebook group. And when we were talking about it later, one of the moms said that she felt intimidated and embarrassed when she saw what the others had posted for their schedules because she was thinking, I'm doing it wrong. There's something wrong with me that they have so much more on their schedules than I do. Then another mom chimed in and said that she had the thought, I wish I wasn't so rigid with my time. I wish I could be more laid back like that other mom. And then a third mom said when she saw the other mom's schedules, she started questioning her choices. Am I giving my kids a bath at the right time? Am I giving them dinner at the right time? Instead of looking at their differences and thinking, hmm, that's so interesting. Look how differently we all do things. I had a very similar experience last year when I was in master coach training for the Life Coach School. 
As part of our training, we had to keep a journal and coach ourselves every day and then turn in our journals to the instructors at the end of three months. And one of the coaches in training with me posted in our group text, so much self-coaching these past three months, I used up all the pages of my journal and we still have a week to go. Then another coach posted, me too, I've been adding pages to the back of the book. And finally, another one wrote, I know, right? I'm turning in one and a half journals. Well, at that point, with one week to go, I had used up about three-fourths of my journal. I hadn't wanted to run out of room, and so I had decided to just use one page per day. And right away, when I read these comments, I started comparing myself and thinking, oh my gosh, I didn't coach myself enough. I should have written more. I'm doing it wrong. Those thoughts caused me to feel so inadequate. Luckily, I coached myself in my journal about this right away to find some alternate ways of thinking about it. For instance, I told myself I could choose to think, wow, that's a lot of coaching they did, which caused me to feel impressed and even inspired to write more myself. I could choose to think, I like the way I did mine, which caused me to feel self-confident. Or I could choose to think, there's no right or wrong way to do this, which caused me to feel accepting and interested in all the different ways people coached themselves and used the space in their journals. Had I not been aware of my thoughts and that my thoughts were creating my feelings, I would have continued to feel inadequate and believing that I was doing it wrong. And I know that we do this as moms all the time. From the time our kids are born, we compare ourselves and them to others. We compare how old they are when they take their first steps and say their first words and how much they eat and how long they sleep and whether we breastfeed or bottle feed or work or stay at home. We compare our husbands, our finances, our kids' behavior, our bodies, our vacations, our homes, our meals. It can get quite overwhelming. And when my clients write it all down and see all of their comparison thoughts on paper, they realize Well, no wonder I'm feeling so stressed out, anxious, and inadequate. Look at how I'm choosing to think about myself and my life. And it really is a choice. I think that's the most empowering thing to understand. We can look at other people and choose to feel inferior, worthless, ashamed, embarrassed, and envious. We can choose to feel superior, arrogant, and pity. Or we can choose to feel inspired, compassionate, intrigued, and amazed. I want to recommend that you start choosing to think about your differences and uniqueness in ways that support you, lift others up, and show you what's possible for your own life. There's no right or wrong way of doing any of this parenting stuff. What matters is whether it's working for you. If it isn't, you can choose to be inspired by someone else's success or achievement and then create it for yourself rather than beating yourself up and making it mean that you're doing it wrong or you're not good enough. When you can believe that no one is better or worse than another, that your life isn't supposed to look like anyone else's because we all have different experiences, skills, strengths, and lessons to learn, then you can begin to accept and appreciate your differences and use them to feel good in your life. Your brain is programmed to compare you with others and look for the negative because it's innocently trying to protect you from perceived threat. It's going to tell you that others are more capable, more attractive, that they're smarter and better. 
When you can become the watcher of your brain and notice when it's comparing, you'll be better able to stop and question those thoughts and choose on purpose. How do I want to think and feel about myself? And what thoughts and feelings will serve me best in my life? You can start by simply writing down what you currently think about yourself compared to others. That will reveal to you all of your thoughts and your comparisons. Then you can take a look and ask yourself, are these thoughts I want to keep thinking or not? Now, as always, you can totally do this work on your own. But if you want someone to guide you through it and hold you accountable, go sign up for your free mini session with me to see whether you're a good fit for my private coaching program that will help you retrain your brain to think thoughts that will create your very best life. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini, and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast. If you liked this episode, please take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes and make sure you subscribe too so you never miss a show. Got a question, comment, or idea for an upcoming episode? Email me at pam at lessdramamoremama.com.